So let me quickly share my thoughts on how this goes about. I'd like to say that uh, Foundation for Indian Civilization Studies is the brainchild of a bunch of people, right? Of course, Mondas Pai was the key person there. Apart from Mohan, we have Abhay, Pramod, I'm sorry, Pralad, uh, Kiran, uh, Murli, and Ravi Shankar. Uh, we all got together and uh, we have been interacting with Rajiv, right? And uh, of course, the whole idea is to be able to support this kind of thinking in a good way. And uh, for, I think, almost all the book releases, except for the first, Motaspaya has been with Rajiv, okay? And we did both the Being Different as well as the uh, Indra's Net was also done by him and the Battle for Sanskrit. All three books have been released by Motaspaya in Bangalore, okay? Now, I just want to take a few minutes of your time to just share some impressions. And I hope you'll indulge me. I know the time for lunch is there. The boxes are waiting outside. But I need to do justice to FICS, right? I am a person who believes in Swadharma. I am just doing my Swadharma. And I believe Rajivji is doing the Swadharma. And I think between us, we expect all of you to do your Swadharma. And what is the Swadharma here? That we need to protect, nurture, preserve, and sustain our dharma, right? Rajivji mentioned loyalty. And if you closely observe, it's something very, very interesting. Remember that Delhi is a place known for so many good things, but here's something which you should also understand. Loyalty doesn't mean incompetence. Loyalty doesn't mean psychopancy. Loyalty doesn't mean creating a small eco chamber where the efforts to do this intellectual kshatriya work goes on, but then it's stuck in that intellectual chamber, right? Loyalty means you need to know how to align the energies. Loyalty means get the best for what has been started. Loyalty means keeping up that parampara, right? And uh, just so happens that I would say, like we had the traditional paramparas, here's one modern parampara, the Swadeshi Indology parampara. Am I right, Rajivji? Okay, so that is point one. Point two, which I wanted to share with you is, Many of the sophisticated scholars of the West, and I am not a scholar in Indology at all, but then I do understand. I have some common sense, and I can kind of make out what's happening. They use sophisticated terms, like you know, South Asian studies, right? Pre-modern South Asian people. Did you know that this thing called pre-modern South Asian people is a metaphor for Aryan invasion theory? We don't know. There's a South Asian university just nearby somewhere here. Why couldn't it just be an Indian university? The reason being very simply put, I think maybe, I don't know, the Pakistanis have been very, very hating this idea of India perhaps. They do not want to have this thing called Indian anywhere around. So any funding that goes, take the name out. South Asian is better. Like Rajiji say, we have to engage with them in their terms, but to be able to strengthen our foundations. Am I right? So pre-modern South Asian, that phrase immediately should trigger in you a endorsement of Aryan invasion theory, right? It's the other way around that a lot of evidence is coming out now that we in India, along the Saraswati River, not even in the Indus River, along the Saraswati River have done so much for the good of mankind, for the sake of humanity, that it has spread around everywhere. That needs to be dug out. So it's not a reaction it's not just response alone. 
need to build up the foundations as well. That's the other effort that needs to be put along. That's something which was uh, coming across in many of the sessions that I sat through. I would also like to share some thoughts on, yeah, the undercurrent of power. See, many times what I did notice is, you take what is written in the book, and then you're off onto that syntactic and semantic level. But what is important is this, and I think uh, this is something which we need to reinforce amongst ourselves. Sheldon Pollock and a lot of people like him have an underlying grand narrative, right? They don't explicitly state that. There are a lot of things about that grand narrative, the grand Western power narrative. They align their thinking to push that in whichever forefront they think is right. And the people who fund the projects do this Darwinian selection of what they think is important, the underlying Western power narrative. Okay. Now, because they get the funding, they come to India, they say, okay, here is this very interesting civilizational narrative, but then could that be a threat? It's never discussed as a threat. Okay, amongst here, we can talk that we have enemies and all that, but when you write a paper, you don't talk in terms of enemies. That's not really academic. That very fact that you use the word academic means that paper might be dismissed in their circles. We need to know how to do what is called as in quotes rigorous work the way they think is rigor. But then we need to retain our roots as well, right? This power structure problem is something which we need to understand fully and thoroughly. And I've kind of seen many people do not understand that part. So you're kind of stuck with the word and why the word has been used. Look, he is not being appropriate in using this word or that phrase. No, there's something behind. And that's why he's selective in using what he has. He has a thesis, he builds the support for the thesis and pushes it. And you can see in that paper on death on Sanskrit, why does he have to call about BJP and Hindutva in something related to a language? That's the power agenda, right? And he's being very, very normal in his scheme of things. He's just one representative of it. We need to understand we have a bigger responsibility to build up that Indian identity, right? And this is all efforts in that direction. Understanding Indian identity is something which is very, very uh, important, very, very deep, and we need to go real deep, uh, really deep. We also were talking about, you know, our Sheldon Pollock maps our thinking into Vico, Vico's thesis, and then from there he takes it to some other dimension and then shows how the whole thing is actually flawed, right? I'd also share with you that Vico is one such person. There's a guy called Ebola, like Ebola, right? Ebola. That tsunami is going to strike you, so you better Google up, find out who this Ebola is, find out what is he up to, what is he quoted for, and why we need to be careful. Okay. And then I'd like to share that um, we always say anything that we do, we have to do keeping the masses in mind, the subaltern masses. Dharma is all about caring for not just the masses, but the entire ecosystem. In fact, Dr. Joshi was mentioning, whatever we do, we do such that it will go to the masses. It was always been with the masses. Masses had empowered the scholars to do seva on their behalf. So that needs to be brought out, right? We need to expand the horizons beyond Pollock. And that's exactly what Rajivji mentioned, right? I, I want to uh, thank... Uh, Dr. T.S. Mohan and Mohanji, as I affectionately call him, for being a friend for many, many years. Uh, he, he sort of promoted my work and worked very hard in Bangalore area. And so he continues to do that as a part of his own Svadharma. 
and also uh, Mondas Pai has become a very good friend. He not only uh, launched these books, but uh, he's bought uh, sometimes hundreds of copies or thousands of copies quietly and just given them to every VIP who comes. In fact, he showed me, the, when I went there, uh, his secretary showed me his whole closet is filled with these books and he, whenever a guy comes, he says, read this, read this. So he's a kind of a dharma evangelist, you might say. And, and many, many years ago, so many years ago, he said, uh, we should start uh, funding you. I said, of course. So he said, we'll get a group of people together. So then one day he said, okay, now where's your India organization? We can fund it. So I said, I don't have an India organization. We did not have IFI at the time. So he said, what do you want me to do? How do I do it? So I said, you create an organization, you fund it, then they can help us out. So that's how this entity came about. And he got a few other people involved. And so now we are closely aligned. We are working together. And I see them as a sort of a dedicated, committed angel investor for a long time in helping us. And I just want to thank you know, FICS and their representative here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.